Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod Podcast episode 306 for October 19th, 2020. Today's guest is Kirsten Marilyn. We'll be talking about her latest album, There Are No Cats in America. She's been on the show once before and in my live show at Judson, which I used to do quarterly until there was a pandemic, but that's okay because the world's going to come back, right? I'm your host, Michael Heron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. On this podcast, I have conversations with fellow creators who use their creativity to change the world. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for over 15 years. If you like what you hear, subscribe using the colorful buttons in the sidebar and footer at MikeyPod.com, or just search MikeyPod in your favorite podcast directory. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at MichaelHeron.com, hit me up on social media everywhere as at Michael Heron or email MikeyPod at gmail.com. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. Um, please vote. Please vote. Vote. You're probably going to vote. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably someone that votes. If you're not, vote. I'm, I'm lazy. I'm going to vote. <laughs> please vote. Also, Blueberry, uh, which hosts this podcast, uh, featured me this month as their podcaster of the month. It was really, really cool. I was very like honored to be asked to do this. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes so you could check out my little. Uh, there's a photo and like they did a little Q and A with me. Aw, it was really nice. I feel really like touched because <laughs> I've dude like this is really like a passion project for me. I do. I I want to introduce people to the to artists and creators who do really cool stuff and that really matter to me. Um, but I'm also sort of in a niche <laughs> realm, right? So it's not a thing that um, there's going to be a lot of people clamoring for. Uh, so when someone recognizes my work, it really means a lot. So thank you so much for featuring me. And if you came here from that, I'm so happy you did. <laughs> I'm happy you found my uh, my little podcast. So, um, yay. Ah, it really, like, <laughs> I feel like I'm being a little goofy about this, but honestly, like, if you know, like, someone that does a podcast or creates videos or does anything, even if you think they're getting some kind of recognition for their work, go uh, say something to them. Like, you don't understand how much it means to tell someone like, oh, hey, I listened to that thing you did or I, you know, whatever. I watched your video. I read that really great blog post you wrote. Help, like, you don't have to give money. You don't have to, you know, whatever. Like, just tell people that you looked at the thing they make. It's It means so much. So, there. There's my little gushing for today. While we're on the subject of thanking people, I would like to give a quick thank you to my subscribers on Patreon. These are people who power this podcast by subscribing for $5 or more a month. They get special perks like tons of free downloads of my music. Everything I've ever re recorded is on Patreon in one big folder you can download. Um, my digital zines, uh, I, I, I release hard copies of them. There's another one in the works, hoping to get it wrapped up soon, but I don't want to promise anything before it's ready to go. Um, the little zines that I mail out, uh, bonus podcasts, there are like 53 of them, I think now. Um, all of that you get immediate access to when you subscribe on patreon.com slash Michael Heron. This Wednesday, I'll be posting another exclusive deep conversation from Kirsten Marilyn, who will be driving in a car very carefully. I'm certain she had headphones on and wasn't looking at her phone or holding her phone. Um, but uh, it was a really fun conversation, much like the one you're going to hear today. But before we get to that, I would like to play a track from Kirsten's new album. This is called 
Legacy by Kirsten Marilyn. And after that, we'll hear our interview. Oh, my God. Ratatata. Legacy. The things you did to pass the time before you died. Tradition. The things you do to mask the trauma you endured as a child. Sets us apart That we're one in the same Religion The thing that ties the blindfold tight So we can't feel the pain We can't stop now For the fear we feel Is just too real But we hold forthcoming album there are no cats in america that was kirsten Marilyn with legacy joining me now on the podcast from inside her car is kirsten Marilyn. hello welcome to the podcast hi thank you thank you for having me um you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> we've had like a little bumpy road getting this thing started but i think it's perfect it just adds, a little yeah but it's good it's good yeah. um Yay, you've got a new album coming out. You've been on the podcast once before. I'll link that in the show notes, gentle listeners, just in case you want to hear an older. It was over a year ago, I just discovered. 
can you, I, I can't I believe thought it was it. like longer than that, like three years ago or something. May, who even knows anymore? Like every month yeah. has been a year in post-COVID <laughs> yeah. land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we should talk about the song we just listened to, Legacy. Uh, what, yeah. What, 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 tell me about it. So, um, I I feel like I said this once before. <laughs> <laughs> I had this like I had worked out sort of this elevator pitch of this song that I never wrote down, so I like completely forget. And I was like, that was like because I've I've explained the song before, and then I came up with this like perfect thing, and I was like, I should be saying this, and then I forgot what it was. But so. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I tend to write when I'm like kind of doing sort of mundane things, you know, my mind has a chance to kind of be clear. And I remember I was, um, kind of cleaning the kitchen and like washing the dishes. And I was just thinking about this idea of like the word legacy and what, what it means to us. But I think it, it really, um, the people who really are concerned with things like legacy and what they, you know, what they leave behind are like rich people, um, people with a lot of like corporate interests, people with money who, you know, they want to put their name on something to, you know, and have their legacy be left behind or maybe like, you know, with their children or something, they, they leave like their company or whatever to their kids and, and their kids or their legacy. I don't know. So I, I was just thinking about this idea that like we're so obsessed with um, our ourselves being left behind once we leave this earth. So like some some semblance of us is still here. And and I thought like, who cares? Like, why? Why is that so important? And we put so much weight in you know, establishing something of ourselves that remains when we're no longer alive. But in the end, you know, like a hundred years from now, your name might be on a, a building, let's say, but like nobody knows, they know your name, but they don't know the essence of you. So what does it really matter if like your name gets left on something or, you know, the legacy of your company or whatever the heck. But, like, you are still not known. And so, I don't know, I just started thinking about, like, why we are so obsessed with with that. And then from, you know, my definition of, like, legacy in the song, I just started thinking of, like, what other words are there that, like, we're obsessed with that we make a big deal over that divide us a lot of the time or, you know, make us compete with each other for no reason. Um, so I, you know, I thought of like culture and tradition and all these, you know, these words that, um, and then like, I put my own little like definition on them, uh, to kind of express how I feel about how kind of, uh, ridiculous in some sense, some of these words are. And then a couple of, like, I do use the word addiction and, you know, that's sort of our way to like cope with all the other words, all the bullshit. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a very, there's not an elevator pitch at all. It's my very long winded <laughs> <laughs> explanation. It's a very of, tall building. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. That's sort of the, the essence of the song is just like, you know, me uh, kind of taking a, um, a look at like our society 
and the things that we think are important that I just don't believe are as important as we think they are. Some of the words that you mentioned, like culture and tradition, and of course, legacy, those are like, when I think about them, and kind of in the context of what I know of you and of your work, those are words that also kind of clinging to something old. And something I know about you and, and the things that you work for are trying to point people in a different direction of something that might be better. Is that kind yeah. of where you were going with that too? Yeah, you know, because it's it's also, it's this clinging to um, what we've always done and like how do we evolve if we continue to cling to those things and we can't see a path to a better future if, you know, and, and the chorus kind of echoes what you just said and, and what we're touching on now that like we're approaching, we are fast approaching like the end of civilization and like the human race. And if we don't, if we don't change a lot of things, um, we're, we're almost at a point of no return. So we have to let go of so much stuff that we think, you know, that we like quote unquote hold dear and, and think are, are important. And like these traditions that we uphold because we've always done it this way. It's like, we have to stop doing what we've always done and start doing like a lot of things very differently, very quickly. I think of you as like an artist, of course, also as like a communicator, like because of you're very active, especially on Instagram. Like I love watching your Instagram stories. Oh, um, yay. <laughs> yeah. But you have like a, a passion and what I feel like must be hope because you keep doing, you keep spreading these messages. Is that is that accurate to say that you have hope? Um, I, I must, right? Yeah, <laughs> I must. Sometimes I, I would say like more often than not, I feel hopeless, but you know, I, I don't know if we can get to where we need to be as a society to make sure that we sustain life on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I do hope to at least make uh, life a little better for somebody on the planet, you know? So like if we can end some sort of suffering, uh, you know, that I I'm hopeful for that. I'm hopeful that like, you know, somebody will look at what I'm, what I'm saying and what I'm posting about and, and they'll think a little bit differently about what they do and they might change some things in their life, which, will in effect cause changes and hopefully positive changes for others and not just other human beings, but other, you know, our fellow earthlings as well. Um, my only hope is, is that really is that like we can make some small changes when it comes to, I don't know, the, the end of humanity. I don't have a ton of hope. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really don't because, you know, people, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I do have some. Yes, there is. There is. I'm not completely hopeless, but um, I just don't see where, you know, s environmentalists have been sounding the alarm for 50 years now that mm -hmm. we like can't continue on this path. And yet we did continue. And now they're saying we have seven years 
to turn things around. And I just don't see how like we can go from having 50 years and not doing anything to change anything to having seven years and like completely writing the ship in seven years. I just, I, it, it seems like an impossible, uh, thing to, to happen. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> not to be a complete <laughs> downer, but, <laughs> but I don't think it's like, uh, I'd, uh, I, I've uh, that everything is fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, I guess, and maybe you already said this. Um, and and I think I'm asking for my own sort of personal, like, trying to get my shit together and get back to work because I've been I've been feeling pretty like, oh, who cares? Like, nobody's doing. Like, we have the same thought of like, oh yeah, everything's fucked. Like. <laughs> But my my sort of energy about it, not completely, because there are ways that I still am trying to communicate and 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 steer people in direction. But like it's it's been a lot less, and it's because there's a lot of like, uh, why am I, why am I bothering? But you're not you're having this you're having a different reaction, which is causing you to be more active. What yeah. what is that about? What's <laughs> <laughs> no? But I I ask in a good What's way. What's that cause... about? <laughs> um. Well, you know, like, I, I guess as as sad and, like, hopeless as I can feel sometimes, um, I think that being more active helps me to not, like, wallow in that sadness. Mm-hmm. Because uh, otherwise I think I would just get – I mean, I already have my bouts of, like, being really depressed about all of it. And – and the being active and and being out on the street or communicating through music or social media like that at least it kind of gets me out of it a little bit because i feel like at least okay i'm 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 doing something whether that thing is like completely helpful or not i don't know but it at least like helps me to feel like well i'm not sitting back and just allowing it to happen at least if you know if we're all gonna die soon like at least i know that i was like fighting to the end um and uh, yeah you know like uh, if we all if we all felt like wow holy shit you know we're we're coming towards the end here we got to do something then i guess i'm just trying to inspire others to also do things so that maybe possibly we can turn things around in seven years. <laughs> yeah. Or like uh, these, <laughs> I don't know if I'm still taking it in a negative direct- direction. No, I, I think this is positive. <laughs> the, or like <laughs> the, like by taking action and inspiring others to, even if it is hopeless and even if the majority of people are still going to be assholes, <laughs> at least there could be a better ending. Well, that's yes. And that's that's kind of where I'm coming from, too, is that like, you know, even if even if we do come to the end, maybe there was there were a few lives that were, you know, they didn't suffer because of it. It's hard to see. It's hard to see that because I see like destruction all around me, Um, you know, from and and not just like the fossil fuel animal agriculture thing like development as well um just like chopping down 
in in my parents' town, um, there there's this place called Thirty Two Acres, and it's just it was just thirty two acres of uh, woods, I guess. Um, nobody, you know, there was no like it wasn't really a park. Nobody went in there and and uh, hiked around or anything. It was it was, I guess, for lack of a better term, like a wildlife preserve in a way. Um, and they're tearing it down right now and they're tearing it down to build townhouses and some people in the town fought, but you know, it wasn't enough, um, to get them to stop doing it. And now in the next town over, my brother lives the next town over and in his backyard, uh, they, their yard backed up to Fort Monmouth, which is, it's not really used anymore. Um, I think some stuff does happen in there, but it's not like used as a fort anymore. And they just came and like tore down a ton of trees in it's his, it's in his backyard, but like it's behind his property. So he doesn't own that, but like it backs up to his property. They tore down a bunch of trees. They could see the deer like running back and forth, scared out of their minds. And you know, who, other animals that like we couldn't see whose habitat is totally being destroyed. Um, all in the, all in the name of, of what, like there's plenty of stuff that I, I feel like there's plenty of buildings that could be torn down that are not being used for anything or that you could like build on. Mm. You don't have to tear down <clears throat> new. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So it, I don't know. It's it's just so sad. <laughs> All I feel like I'm like digging down and making you think of bad stuff. Hey, you know, it's not like I don't think of it on my own too. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about the album. Let's get let's. It's gonna be a really sad podcast. <laughs> no, it's good. Well, like because we talk like the whole point is moving forward anyway, right? Like that's yeah. good news, right? That. I, I always think of that, like, you know, that corny thing. I shouldn't call it corny. I'm trying to be hopeful right now. You know, that really <laughs> inspiring story of the little kid that's like on the beach and he's throwing starfish back into the ocean. And well, I don't know the story. Oh, my God. It's one of those cute little things. It's cute. Uh, and and his dad <laughs> says, oh, you're, there's no way you're going to be able to put all these starfish back in the ocean. And it doesn't matter. And the kid says, well, it matters to this one. And he throws one more back oh. in the ocean. But that's it, right? Like, yeah, we yeah, were... exactly, exactly. Like, if you can make life better for one other being, why not? Why not try? Why not do that? And that is like the good news. It's suddenly going to turn this podcast around, and we're going to be yes. But it is like we, as you know, we. Oh my God! Listen to this. We're having a transition here. <laughs> 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 no, but like we could focus on. Oh Jesus! Like, there's no way. Like, and I'm feeling that a lot. Like, because I don't, yeah. I don't pay attention to government that much, but I have lately, partly because I was so interested in the stimulus package. Like, and I don't mm-hmm. want to get too into that. But watching this whole thing, just the wheels spinning for months now, while they're like, I'm not even like in desperate need of it. There are people who are, but our government is just like, oh, let's keep fucking negotiating about this shit while people are like they don't have food and they're going to yeah. get kicked out of their, par- their house or apartment. Yep. 
so I get hopeless about that and I'm very frustrated, but this like sense of, you know, whatever. But I have the power to maybe help somebody, you know, yeah. like I maybe, you know, and we all do like we all have like the potential to help a person or an yes. animal or the yep. environment in whatever small way we can. And it might not be enough to, to change anything major, but it changes it for that one little starfish. Exactly. But also, you know, this idea that like, I'm just one person, like what, what can I do? I, I think like we have to flip that idea on its head and think like, but you are a being that lives on this planet. So everything that you do affects the environment and affects the planet. So every little thing that you do is huge. Like you affecting your little ecosystem around you affects the larger ecosystem, which affects the planet. Like this, this idea that like, I'm just one person um, is just so false. It's like, but you live here. Like you don't live in the stratosphere. Like you live on the planet. So the things that you do affect the planet. Um, you know, and it can, it can be as simple as the act of you stop buying water bottles and you buy a, you know, reusable bottle. Um, you know, just these little things, like they really do add up and, and people need to start thinking, that what they do matters, not that they're just one person, but that they are a being that lives on this planet and affects the the things and the beings and the environment around them. Mm. Yeah. And what like I think it's important for us to also remember. I love the way we're both like, yeah, here's another way we could change the world. <laughs> there was I can't and remember. We're like so sad and now we're like, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, all that exists, right? Like all of those perceptions. Um, there was a day, I don't remember if you were here this day, there was a protest. I can't remember what the protest was, but a bunch of people wound up at Marty's V-Burger here in New York City. V-Burger sounds funny to say it, like without the correct emphasis. It sounds like it could mean <laughs> something else. Anyway, <laughs> Marty's. <laughs> Marty's is a vegan burger place. It's really great. I love it. He's very supportive of the vegan community. Um, but I was there with a bunch of activists and I think Viola was there and she like whipped out her own freaking bamboo spoon and fork and everything. Yeah. yeah. And I had never done that before. And I was also I'm going to tell myself because we've all we're all growing there. I was a little for a long time. I would like this is going to sound really terrible. I like when I was in a, a different kind of angry vegan phase, I would be like, I would intentionally not recycle something. So I'm like, well, at least I'm not eating animals. That's worse for the environment anyway. That sounds really terrible. <laughs> I no, but I, I actually like, I totally get where you're coming from with that too. Like sometimes I don't know that I would intentionally not recycle <laughs> something, but I would, I definitely like, if it was a little bit difficult to figure out the recycling situation, I would just be like, well, I hope I did that right. I mean, at least I'm vegan. Like if that recycling, you know, doesn't wind up in the right place. Eh. And also I was very bad with paper products like paper towels and stuff, um, which I have gotten like much better at using, reusable rags and things like that. But, um, 
yeah, it was really, really bad with like, especially paper towels, paper towels and, and toilet paper, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the takeaway, and also I want to make sure I get to this takeaway so people aren't like coming for me about my recycling <laughs> resentfulness, which was a long time ago, I'll also add. Um, but seeing seeing uh, Viola and whoever else was there at that table, like one or two other people had their like ready to go reusable portable utensils. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, they just they just do that. Oh, okay. And then I got some and I carry them in my backpack. You know, like even just doing something, doing the right thing, yep. whatever you decide that right thing is, can, just by doing that, you could have an impact on someone else and they might also start doing that. Right. So, exactly. 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 Yeah. Listen to this good old good feeling podcast we got going now. <laughs> so we should talk about your album a little bit more yeah, because that was yeah. like the point of this. I know. <laughs> but uh, I mean, the point of it was to have the conversation that we had. And I'm glad I didn't write like specific things to write down because I think it went in a really cool direction. Yeah. But I definitely want to talk about your album. So you have it. It's coming out um, in a few days from when this podcast goes up. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it's so exciting. Like I can't believe it. Like, it's been so long. It's been, well, from the start of like starting from deciding, I guess, from deciding that I was going to write an album, record an album, release an album, um, I would say it's at least been two years. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if it's been longer than that. Like, I know Adam, my producer Adam and I started working together um, at the, towards the end of 2017, but I would say we didn't really start working... Uh, more like diligently until um, the new year. So like 2018, early 2018. Um, but we were just working on one track and we, we finished that track. And I think I released that track um, in the fall of 2018. And that's when I was like, so what do you feel about doing a full album? And he was like, absolutely. Um, and so then we started writing The Dark, which I did like a soft release, I guess, of that track um, in February of 2019. But I didn't release it anywhere. Like you could, you can't get it on iTunes. You can't get it on Spotify. It was just available to download on my website. Um, and I had the, a music video too. But we, we, remixed, we remixed that song and we also remixed the original song that we wrote together and we remastered it um, so that it would fit on this album. So those two songs will be on this album as well. Mm, I love it. The, tell me about the title. I, this is probably a question you get a lot. There are no cats I, in America. I do. And it's so funny. I mean, I, I love telling, like giving the answer, but it's so funny how many people like uh, don't get the reference. And I thought, Everybody would, um, but it's a reference to uh, an American tale, the Fievel story. Um, if you saw the movie, which I did when I was a child, and I loved this movie, I thought everybody did. I thought like everybody my age, at least, would know this movie and would get the reference, but I was sorely mistaken. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, yeah, because I've had people like, 
that are my age that have have said like, but there are cats in America, and I'm like, of course, yes, that's the point. Like, what? How do you not get this? So, what, what if you had been like, wait, what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I sh- actually that should be my answer from now on. Wait, there are. That'd be so no. good. So, um, so anyway, in in the movie, uh, Fievel Mouskowitz and his family, they they live in Russia. This is like the end of the 1800s, and they're being terrorized by these Russian cats. And so they have to their their village gets burnt down. And obviously, this is a much larger immigrant story, but it's told through the tale of mice. And so their village gets burnt down. They have to leave. They, they go, um, they set sail for America on this ship and they're on the ship with all these other different immigrant mice from all these different countries. And they start singing the song about how things were back in their home country and how terrible they were and the cats and, then they sing this song about how there's no cats in America. And they're like, you know, they're singing this like sad song and they're like, Oh, it's so horrible. And then they're like, but there are no cats in America. <laughs> and, and the streets are paved with cheese. And that was sort of like this lie that was told to immigrants um, that, you know, they, they were sold this lie of like the American dream and the streets are paved with gold and, um, you know, all your dreams will come true there and you'll have a great life. And obviously when many immigrants came here, they did not find that, um, you know, from, and, and we still have that issue today. Um, but you know, back in that time, we were talking about like Irish immigrants and, um, Italian immigrants who came here and they were the other at that time. Um, so I felt that the title, and then, and then of course, like I am am obsessed with cats. So I just like loved the idea that there would be like that I would have a title with the word cats in it. And then I could play with that in terms of the cover art. Um, and I like, it took me a while to figure out exactly what the cover art would be. And then we settled on, um, this like sort of homage to like the Bernie Sanders campaign where Mm -hmm. somebody, somebody had taken a photo of a guy in a sweater holding a cat and then they photoshopped Bernie's head on it. So we actually took that photo with, uh, you know her well, my friend Nicole, her cat Trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and it's supposed to look like, you know, the title is There Are No Cats in America. And then I'm standing there with a cat in my arms like, duh, there are cats in America because life isn't all like, you know, sunshine and rainbows here either. And I had read this article about... um how essentially the United States stole every other country's workforce. And that's part of the reason why we became one of the most powerful countries is because people came here looking for a better life and they left, you know, they left their country. And these are generally like the working poor people who came here. So now we have this massive workforce of people that, you know, work for nothing and all these other countries are left without 
without people to work in their country. Um, so I, I thought that was a really interesting, um, sort of fact as well that kind of tied into all the stuff that I'm talking about in the album. Um, there is a song called the American dream and the chorus is like, it's all a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and yeah, so it's, and, and then I, you know, I have a song called the greatest generation and, and that song, like that's actually the first, uh, there's an introduction. And then that song is technically the second song because of the intro, but it's the first like song song. And it, it, I start off like talking to my grandmother. Um, but then it essentially turns into me kind of talking to that entire generation and, and how silly it is that like they're called the greatest generation because they were the generation that fought in world war two. But like, you know, we, we have romanticized that war and sort of both of them, but for some reason, world war two is more romanticized than world war one. But like, how insane is it that we, something so violent that took so many lives, like we've romanticized it and we call this generation the greatest generation, but what did they really do besides like normalize violence? So that was sort of my like kind of shame on you. But first, you know, first saying it to my grandma talking about like, you know, where she came from and, and what I didn't know about her. And then talking to the generation as a whole being like, you know, you were so, silent on this massive issue. Um, and we are not better off for it. So what did you really give us? Why are you so great? (laughs) Tell me what's so great about you. That's exactly what I say too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what we're, uh, I'm trying to find a smooth way to transition to the end of this conversation, which I hate to end because I know. this happens every time I talk uh, to you that it's like, what? We got to talk about more. But something lucky is going to happen. We're going to do an extra bonus podcast uh, for my subscribers on Patreon. So if you're also feeling like, wait, don't stop. You can listen to more conversation by subscribing on Patreon. Um, oh, yeah. So two things we have to cover before... Um, we close. Where is the best place to get the album? Is there one? And we have to talk about um, a song we're going to listen to. So let's tell me about where to find you online and get the album and all that stuff. Yeah. So you can follow me on Instagram is is the social media platform that I use the most. Um, so that's where I would say to go if you want like daily updates um at kirsten marilyn k-i-i-r-s-t-i-n marilyn as in monroe um i'm hoping that the album is going to be available to download on my website that would be the best place to get it because um then i would get all the monies Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but it will be up on iTunes and Amazon, so you can download it there. You can stream it on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal. Uh, some people use Deezer. I don't know who those people are. Um, <laughs> it, you know, it'll be available. You can use it in your stories on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, and yeah, it's just going to be everywhere. Music is sold. You'll be able to download or stream, and then um, I'm. I fingers crossed that it will work because for some reason that first single did not work 
uh, it was not downloadable for some reason on my website, but hopefully by the time the album comes out, we'll have that up and running. So, um, and then I will update people on Instagram on whether you could do that or not. <laughs> and your presence, I just want to back you up on that. Like if you're listening to this, uh, Instagram is a place to catch Kirsten because there's, you release a lot of content, a lot of like important information comes through there. Um, yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. So we're going to listen to um, the song Like a Dream. You got a little elevator pitch about that? <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. So um, I was talking to my friend Maureen, who um, she has this organization called Leave in Peace. It was called Peace Over Violence at the time, but now it's called Leave in Peace. And it is an uh an initiative to help slaughterhouse workers transition to a less violent job. And she, I was talking to her about, um, that I had one more song I had to write for the album. And she said, Oh my God, please write a song about the slaughterhouse workers. And I said, done. So I wrote a song that is sort of an answer to the dark, which the dark was, um, this is more than an elevator pitch, sorry. <laughs> but the dark okay. is told from the point of view of the animal and the and like a dream is told from the point of view of the slaughterhouse worker. Mm. Oh my god. Yeah. I I haven't heard this yet, so I'm very excited to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Uh well, thanks for joining me on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. And here is Kirsten Marilyn with Like a Dream. Last night I cried for you I think I'm losing my mind I can't lie when I look in your eyes A bit of me dies every time Am I wielding the knife? I don't recognize these hands They can't be mine They can't be mine Your heart beating I hear your cry Still I carry on Though I know something is wrong It's like a dream Night after night This can't be of you. You'd forgiven my crimes and I tried to look in your eyes. But I just cried every time I held you in my arms. So fragile and small, you did nothing at all to deserve this life, to deserve this life. Sometimes the bottle is healing 
From her album, There Are No Cats in America, that was Kirsten Marilyn with Like a Dream. Ah, that was so good. That was literally my first time to listen to the song. Um, I hope you'll check out her album when it's out. You can get it on our website. We talked about all that before. Check MikeyPod.com for links. If you didn't catch them or you can't remember, I always put show links there. Part of the purpose of this podcast is to help share the work of other artists. Um, So if you like her work, Check out her 
music, buy it, stream it, follow her on Instagram, all those places, and let her know that you found her on MikeyPod, or just tell her you love her work, because I know I do. I hope you enjoyed this podcast, and I will talk to you later. MikeyPod.com. Thank you. Say hi. Tell a friend. Okay, bye.